Hello, this is Helga Edwards, and I'm here with my husband Bob. Today we will be reading Genesis chapter 19, verses 14 to 28, from the Common English Bible. Beginning at verse 14. Lot went to speak to his sons-in-law, married to his daughters, and said, Get up and get out of this place, because the Lord is about to destroy the city. But his sons-in-law thought he was joking. When dawn broke, the messengers urged Lot, Get up and take your wife and your two daughters who are here, so that you are not swept away because of the evil in this city. He hesitated, but because the Lord intended to save him, the men grabbed him, his wife and two daughters by the hand, took him out, and left him outside the city. After getting them out, the men said, Save your lives, don't look back, and don't stay in the valley. Escape to the mountains, so that you are not swept away. But Lot said to them, No, my lords, please. You've done me a favor, and have been so kind to save my life. But I can't escape to the mountains, since the catastrophe might overtake me there, and i die. This city here is close enough to flee to, and it's small. It's small, right? Let me escape there, and my life will be saved. He said to Lot, I'll do this for you as well. I won't overthrow the city that you have described. Hurry, escape to it. I can't do anything until you get there. And that is why the name of the city is Zoar. As the sun rose over the earth, Lot arrived in Zoar. And the Lord rained down burning asphalt from the skies onto Sodom and Gomorrah. The Lord destroyed these cities the entire valley, everyone who lived in the cities, and all of the fertile land's vegetation. When Lot's wife looked back, she turned into a pillar of salt. Abraham set out early for the place where he had stood with the Lord, and looked out over Sodom and Gomorrah, and over all the land of the valley. He saw the smoke from the land rise, like the smoke from a kiln. Here ends our reading of Genesis chapter 19, verses 14 to 28. Much of the commentary written about this passage focuses on God's alleged punishment of Lot's wife for looking back as she was fleeing from Sodom. It is important to recognize that a commentary is a person's interpretation of the Bible. It should not be confused with the Bible itself. One commentator wrote, that woman became cold, careless, and disobedient. Finally, the judgments of God fell upon her, and she became a pillar of salt on the plains of Sodom. Mrs. Lot not only moved into Sodom, but Sodom moved into her. She was the type who loved fine things, and the mad whirl of social activities fascinated her from the beginning. She was soon caught up in the excitement of party rounds of pleasure, and the evidence seems to indicate that she eventually shared much of the materialistic mindset of the sodomites. Lot's wife is condemned in this commentary for becoming cold, careless, disobedient, and materialistic. Apparently, this is what the evidence tells us. What evidence is this commentator referring to? Since we are merely told that Lot's wife looked back as she was attempting to escape God's judgment on the city of Sodom, where is all of this additional information about her motives and lifestyle coming from? 
It is coming from the mind of the commentator. It is a series of assumptions that have no support in the biblical text. Another commentary claims that God had to destroy Lot's wife so that the viral wickedness living inside her could not spread to other communities. The commentator said, The virus of Sodom's wickedness would have gone with her to her new home, preserved deep within her, waiting its chance to emerge and infect other lives. These comments echo the misogyny too often applied by Latin theologians to Eve in the Garden of Eden. Tertullian, for example, referred to the first woman as the devil's gateway. St. Augustine turned this sentiment into a general prejudice when he warned men that they must be wary of Eve the temptress in any woman. One oral tradition in rabbinical Judaism claimed that Lot's wife was turned to a pillar of salt because it was her actions that brought the violent crowd of sexual offenders to Lot's door in the first place. Apparently, she did not have enough salt to make bread for her angelic guests. When she went to the neighbors to borrow some, she drew unwanted attention to the presence of strangers in her home. Lot's wife is blamed for the sexual violence of others, all because she allegedly went next door to borrow some salt. Assumptions, misogyny, prejudice, and victim-blaming can be found throughout the commentary we have just reviewed. None of these ideas can be found in the text of the Bible itself. Fortunately, the words of Jesus in the Gospels of Luke and Matthew help us to put the incident concerning Lot's wife into its proper perspective. In Matthew chapter 24, Jesus explains that all of the temple buildings in Jerusalem will be destroyed. Prior to this, sacrifices will cease and an abomination will be set up inside the temple. These events were also foretold by the prophet Daniel. Jesus tells the people that when they begin to see these events, they should immediately flee Judea. They should not hesitate, not even to grab a cloak they may have left in the field. If they do not flee immediately, they will not survive. In Luke 17.32, when stressing the urgency of immediate departure, Jesus warned the people to remember Lot's wife. God did not punish Lot's wife for borrowing salt. He did not blame her for the sexual violence of the citizens of Sodom. He did not accuse her of a cold, heartless materialism. She is not depicted in the Bible as an infectious source of wickedness. God's judgment was upon the inhabitants of Sodom. It was a response to ongoing, pervasive sexual crime. As flaming asphalt fell from the sky, Lot's wife did not heed the angelic warning to flee without hesitation. She turned to look back and was tragically overcome. Some commentators will suggest that the words used to describe Lot's wife's actions of looking back carry nefarious implications. This is simply not the case. In Hebrew, Greek, and Aramaic, the verb is simply that of looking. For example, when God, quote, views the ends of the earth and sees everything under the heavens, unquote, in Job 28:24, the same language is used. Some suggest that the story of Sodom's destruction is mere mythology, 
However, Flavius Josephus, a Jewish historian from the first century AD, explained that the charred remains of Sodom and the surrounding cities were still evident in his day. He reported that there was still fruit in the region that held its original form, but when touched, it crumbled to ash. He attributed the destruction to the judgment of God for the pervasive wickedness of Sodom's inhabitants. Furthermore, Sodom and the surrounding cities were found along the coast of the Dead Sea, noted for its deposits of bitumen, or asphalt. Josephus' account of the destruction of Sodom fits the description of a seismic event. The Dead Sea is found along a fault line in the Earth's crust. In a research article written in 2015 for the Journal of Geology and Geophysics, Ari Jalat and Alexander Vol explain that seismic activity under the Dead Sea may have triggered an explosive release of energy and material that would have consumed Sodom and the surrounding area. The Dead Sea is known not only for containing asphalt, but also for its high concentration of salt. In all likelihood, Lot's wife perished when she was caught up in a seismic eruption that began under the waters of the Dead Sea, also known as the Salt Sea. Salt and asphalt combined to turn her into a pillar of salt, much like the famous victims of Vesuvius' eruption in Pompeii were forever preserved in a coating of hardened ash. Like Jesus, Flavius Josephus also described the destruction of Jerusalem's temple. While Jesus' words were prophetic, Josephus wrote about these events shortly after their occurrence in 70 AD. The Roman legions put an end to temple sacrifice, placed standards of their gods in the Holy of Holies, and burned the temple to the ground. Josephus attributed these events to the judgment of God. He said, It is God then, God himself, who is bringing with the Romans fire to purge the temple and is blotting out the city, brimful of corruption. Josephus explained that all who had not already escaped Jerusalem were slaughtered, just as Jesus had warned. And here's a quote from Josephus, The Jewish War, Book 6. While the sanctuary was burning, all who were caught were put to the sword. There was no pity for age, no regard for rank. Little children and old men, laymen and priests alike, were butchered. Every class was held in the iron embrace of war, whether they defended themselves or cried for mercy. In Matthew 24, Jesus uses the stories of Sodom and Jerusalem to warn the world to prepare for his eventual return, when God will finally bring an end to evil on planet Earth. To escape God's judgment, everyone is encouraged to turn from evil and trust in Jesus Christ as their Savior. The message of Lot's wife and the destruction of Jerusalem is this, flee from evil and from God's judgment against it. If you are aware of something in your life that is harmful to yourself or others, if you know you are doing something wrong and that you should change direction, do not delay. Turn from it now while you are able. If it is difficult to make a change, seek help. Look to God for mercy and strength. Seek counsel and support from helpful people you can trust. 
you may need to seek professional support. As the Apostle Paul says in his letter to the church in Corinth, I tell you, now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. We find that in 2 Corinthians 6 verse 2. God will not allow evil to continue indefinitely. At some point, he will bring an end to corruption on planet Earth. When that day comes, we must not be caught unaware. We must flee from evil and from God's judgment against sin without hesitation, without looking back. May God grant us wisdom and strength to heed his warning.